Hello and welcome to our pre-sales takeover podcast, a recurring podcast where we talk about what it means to be a pre-sales, a solution engineer, or a solution consultant. Different names for what we do, which is the greatest job in the world. My name is Audrey Jaspart. My fellow pre-sales friends and myself are taking over today. We hope you will enjoy it. In this episode, we talk about how solution consultants and pre-sales can collaborate with the sales organization. Hello, everybody. Um, so today we are going to talk about uh, how SE uh, collaborates with the sales organization and mainly with the, the sales rep. Um, I would say from my own experience, that has been definitely probably the main stakeholder I had to work with as an SE, mainly because they are people we work the most with uh, for demos and in the, in the sales process. Sometimes it's really difficult to actually have a great collaboration with them. Not sure how you feel about that, uh, Sarah, but like I felt that I have struggled sometimes to work with some of the sales reps. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely from my point of view, it's the most important relationship. Um, because you know, in an ideal world, we're we're a team, um, and I think you know you have to approach it as a team member of the sales team while also trying to be slightly impartial. Um, but I think you know they're one of the most one of the main stakeholders. Um, we don't have a job without them. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's our job to make sure that they're successful. And, you know, you get loads of different characters. Um, you get to deal with lots of different people. Some people, if they're maybe new or struggling, they might need a little bit extra um, help. Whereas other people might, you know, ask you to come in for very specific reasons. And they bring you in at the right time. They, you know, use your skills at the exact right time and the opportunity. And then, you know, they don't they don't need you <laughs> anymore. So. I think it's a real, um, it's a real give and take relationship. I think it depends also a lot on the, um, you know, the salesperson, the account executive that you're dealing with. But, um, but yeah, it's a massive part of of our job, and I think that's why um, communication and people skills are so crucial to to what we do. Um, I don't know about you, Luke. If you've got if you've got different types of AEs that you deal with, what the relationships are like there? Yeah, I think it's it's a broad church. I think one of the things that we've been facing over the last. Um, over the last few years and the pandemic might be changing this is you know an explosion of SaaS or software delivered as a service and it makes the it, it's kind of shifted the paradigm we spoke about that in the, in an earlier episode um one of the ways it's changing things is the type of salesperson slash ISR internal sales rep AE account executive whatever you may be called at your organization um, the type of salesperson required in in the old days, you know, huge huge amounts of money might be changing hands up front, and therefore it was a a tougher sales process that required, I suppose, a lot more experience in order for people to be successful. And you ended up with kind of, I suppose, very senior salespeople in AE roles, people have been doing it for twenty or thirty years to try and figure out how to do it, and they were highly paid, highly experienced. The way the tech, the way that the cloud has changed uh, tech is you get much younger salespeople and um, it becomes an easier sell because customers are only paying on a monthly basis. What does that mean? It means I, I guess I've been working with people who might be new to it or people who uh, are new to the organization 
that they're they're with because they they last six months or a year somewhere. I don't know, Lorna. What's what's your experience? The the one thing I notice when I work with AEs, it's about really educating them and also trying to bring them to a stage. You know, a really good AE is an individual that understands that you're a stakeholder in their business, um, and they treat you like a peer and a stakeholder in their own business. Um, and as Sarah said, you know, some in some AEs understand when to bring you in, when not to bring you in. And that can also be the case of whereby they just bring you in to do a job as, you know, an SE, a technical consultant. And that's not really what we're here for. Um, you also hear like from a number from an, an SE perspective, a number of us will probably resonate with, we feel like sometimes we're too involved in the sale process and do a lot of even the the sales or the AE's role, including our own role, role in certain um, aspects of them. And especially when they are, you know, young, a younger kind of um, AE within that remit. So I think there is a massive difference. And as you said, Luke, you know, within the IT, within the cloud, it's shifted very quickly into having a lot of uh, new and younger account executives. However, what I have also noticed is that you know, the type of AEs we're dealing with now, some of them are coming with really good business background. So they're being hired based on their skill set of working in those industries, which is a really good area of being able to connect with customers from that perspective. Um, but it's also, I think, the key factor is working with AEs for me is getting to a point where the AE really sees you as a key part in their business and works with you, not thinking you work for them. And they only tell you what you need to say, when you need to say, and when you come in, but they constantly meet with you and discuss um, how they're going about their, about their projects. So to me, there's two key different ones. And, and I obviously much prefer working with the latter. <laughs> I feel exactly the same, Lorna. Um, like I, from my experience, that was really funny because at some point I felt like I was like a demo monkey, you know? where the sales rep was just asking me to be on calls to do a demo and they were like, no, I did value in my role. Where when I worked with more tenure sales rep, they would actually do the demo themselves and they would ask me to be there more like a trusted advisor, you know, like bringing more value, more consulting uh, approach as well. Um, and definitely I think that made the, the sales process much more interesting as well to, uh, to support. I think also on that, like depending on on who you're working with and I know we are generalizing with age but you can you know you can have really really um proficient and professional AEs at a very young age and likely you can have um maybe not so um successful AEs at, at a more mature stage but I think the interesting um aspect for me is that it's it's like a give and a take in terms of I can learn so much from uh, you know, a successful AE. Um, I can learn so much that also um, improves my performance and improves my job. Um, and then at the same time, you know, it, it's all sort of my responsibility as well to, you know, help out and, and to guide um, anyone who's new and might need a little bit more uh, expertise or, or a little bit more, um, you know, strategy, maybe strategy building um, around it. But I think it's, you know, it's an interesting one when you get to work with those AEs that you learn from, because I know definitely it's a job that I couldn't do. I think I would find it extremely stressful. Um, and anyone who is who is successful at it, I really, I do admire them um, because they've got, you know, they've got something in their character that allows them to be this persistent and this, um, you know, really quite, quite tough, I think. Um, so for me, it's, it's a lot of 
it's a lot of learning from those individuals and then you know almost like a, a payoff and trying to pass on what limited knowledge I have of the sales process to somebody who might might really benefit from it at the same time you know it's that toughness it's you know resilience you need that resilience to kind of constantly been rejected um constantly you know have little things go against you on deals that would otherwise close you know a, a, an acquisition someone leaving a company a, a spending freeze a global pandemic whatever it is no matter what you seem to do sometimes in sales it seems that circumstance can go against you and then every so often once every six months three months a year whatever it is a bluebird lands in your lap where you know keeps keeps those resilient guys uh, going I will say though that you know, it, it is funny to your points, especially yours, Audrey, about being a demo monkey. You know, what different sales reps have a different expectation of a pre-sales. Um, and it's funny, I think, was it Sarah, you said, or Lorna, the longer you've been in it, um, a salesperson has been in it, the, the more they might expect that trusted advisor role from a pre-sales. You know, like, I suppose that old Confucius statement about, or quote about, you know, the definition of wisdom is knowing when to ask for counsel or advice. You know, sometimes the young the young sharks um, think they can do it all themselves and you're brought in because you happen to know where you happen to remember better than they do where certain menu items are on a graphical user interface, really. And that's it. Then it's like wheel that person out of the meeting. Um, but having two people uh, in a call is hugely valuable. Another another thing I think is that um, with sales reps, despite all that resilience and everything else, just the nature of the beast is they spend so much of their time in admin, trying to find info, battling with internal processes, deal approvals, all that kind of stuff. Whereas a pre-sales, you're with customers a lot more. You know, you're you're on in a different stage of the deal a lot more. You're brought in to a deal maybe a little bit further along, and you're in it constantly, and you sort of you experience from being in the eye of the storm for a lot longer than they are. Sometimes if they're standing up in the days of face-to-face -face meetings, if anyone remembers those, and they're standing up uh, in front of a customer, it may be the first time they've done that in a month or two or three, whereas you're, you're doing it a couple of times a week. And I think it's, you know, they could benefit from relying on us a bit more other than just, just the pure demo. Yeah. What do you think, Lorna? Yeah, I think and for me, it's been like obviously working in as a consultant and actually <laughs> as a pre as a sales individual before I became a pre-sales so I've had both those hats on so maybe that's why I appreciate it uh, in a different manner but it, it, it's almost like for, for me it's getting my ease to understand that you know they work as, as a sales individual they're driven by commission they're driven by sales they're, they're driven by winning as, as you said Sarah there, there's a certain amount of character that the sales individual has and for us, it's really we're driven to help, we're driven to solve. And it's really at the end of the day, it's even the thank you. It, it's not that you want to thank you for doing your role, but it's almost like the appreciation of the relationship that you have with your with your AE and that, you know, the deal was done or something was closed with both of you involved in that, in, in that process. It was not one individual that contributed to getting that deal across the line. So I think if... Um, if obviously if, if AEs are inexperienced or if that it's getting people to that stage where they understand it's not I, it's we, and it's a team and it's a team will work better with a number of individuals and bringing those stakeholders in at the right time. Yes, is paramount, but it, it's also then 
at the end of that, you know, coming as a part of a team and thanking everybody as part of that team for contributing and, and winning that. It's a winning team, uh, perhaps. And I, I, I think everyone on this call or anyone that's ever been or is listening who has ever been a solution consultant or pre-sales and, you know, a deal is closed and it's like a year of your work or a month or a week of your work. Um, it's always the thing I think we all laugh about. Um, tell me if I'm wrong. Audrey, Sarah, or Luke, if you've ever experienced that that side of it. I think um, I think you're actually, yeah, no, it's, I remember someone saying to me really, really early on um, in my career before I was an SE and I was, I was thinking I wanted to be an SE and they said, right, well, you know that when a deal closes, the AE gets a commission and the SE gets a pat on the back. And, you know, when you, when you say it that way, you kind of think, oh, well, that's not, that's not really fair, but actually like for all the, you know, for all the struggle they go through, um, it's a, it's a really tough job. And I think, you know, nine times out of 10, um, like Luke said, there's the odd, the odd bluebird, but nine times out of 10, I think they do deserve, um, and they do really, really earn their commissions. Um, but I think that little pat on the back and that thank you, it might seem totally insignificant to them, but actually that's one of the big perks of my job like I really I love it when someone actually takes the time out to literally just say thank you and it doesn't need to be in an email to your manager it doesn't need to be to an organization-wide email going you know shout out to Sarah she did a great job it's much more actually just you know they send you a message themselves and they say look thanks so much yeah so and I mean that's we're why we're by, right Sarah that's what we're we're driven yeah. by that success or that thank you which is strange right it just means we're such nice <laughs> there's people. something really but wrong we're with driven by that like simple <laughs> yeah there's something really wrong with us it's just driven by that like thank you it like that's really for me is just validating or knowing mm. god we did a good job or a greater good I don't know I know I know we're not saving the world in this scenario but I know it's a strange one when you actually think about it like yeah. that's what we're actually driven by huh? or Luke or Audrey <laughs> oh yeah I'm the same like I would definitely just like you know this feeling to be like I hey, you did you did a great job there and like thank you for closing this deal with me you know like you helped me a lot without you I wouldn't have closed this deal it's just like make my day I'm driven by standing up in front of customers and um t- you know kind of telling stories I suppose I'm a frustrated actor slash storyteller slash comedian um and that that's where I that's what I love you know if they say if they send an email saying thank you it's it's nice if they send an email to the manager that's even better because it might end it might end up getting a raise someday you know if there's enough of those but um yeah I just don't think if I was driven by the you know the coins of commission I would be driven half mad because so I've seen so many things go wrong on deals, but just being out there in front of customers and showing them value that appeals to them and persuading them. Can I can I ask you just another question? You know, example deal with a customer or a meeting. You know, what parts of the work would you typically be doing? I mean, I do you guys do slides, or do you expect the salesperson to do it, or do you do all of them? Do you do none of them? Do you kind of orchestrate what the meeting will look like, or do you let the salesperson do that and bring you in? What's the kind of experience there? I don't know, Audrey, for example, what's your yeah, experience? Yeah, so from? I've been in different organizations as an SE and funny enough, my role has been really different uh, in the two companies where I worked as an SE. In one of them, I was really like doing slide decks, um, talking about like the, doing a lot of storytelling in the, in the demo of the product. In the current company where I am now, the SE would be more um, focused on the technical aspect unless you wouldn't actually do a demo itself anymore. We wouldn't actually use a slide deck uh, either. 
So we are more driven by the conversation itself rather than the support and the content that we are using, which is really different because the approach and also the type of discussion you have is completely different. The audience is different. We would usually have like more a technical audience as well in the conversation. I, I definitely agree that it does change depending on what company you're in. The company I'm in um, right now, it, it's actually quite a broad role. Um, we kind of move from, you know, the technical side and definitely having technical conversations rightly up to actually almost being a strategist. Um, so we have we also have a, a separate team within the organization who are solution strategists because there needs to be a strategy behind how you're going to use the software. Um, And so they would only get involved in in quite large deals. So it kind of falls upon us to to be those strategists as well, to talk to the customer about how are you going to use this um, solution? How are you going to use the software? What sort of program are you looking at running? Um, And advising them on that respect as well. So it's kind of um, it kind of spans that whole spectrum of going from you know very strategic to being very technical in terms of I mean slides we wouldn't tend to to um, prepare slides we might present one or two if they're of a programmatic or a technical nature but I mean we are there as as an advisor for the for the sales rep to advise not just on the tech side but also on the program side so for me it makes it it makes it really interesting um, and there's you know a couple of extra dimensions than I would be used to. Um, which keeps it interesting. Lauren, I don't know about, about you guys. What um, what sort of hand do you have in the in the whole presentation sales flow? I think if we're kind of all honest, um, <laughs> this comes back to the comment we made on some sales reps. We feel like we do more in that sales cycle than we should. N- nothing to do with the company I work with or it, it's on previous experience and also from being a past a sales individual as well. We all have those reps that turn up and say hello and say over to you and you basically do everything from start to finish we also have the the reps whereby they like to have more control everything and they're really good and they've got all their slide decks and they've got everything ready so for me there's not a one size fits all yes there's a strategy every company yes there is a process that people should follow and yes a presentation should be done by um sales and then we particularly do presence as well because a lot of ours is we, we drive value of what we're selling so there's always a value aspect in telling a story it does happen where you may sometimes step outside you know of what you should be presenting every customer every deal everything's different so i wouldn't say there is you know, there's a, if we're being official, there's an official way you should do something. And in reality, it's not always that process. The correct way is obviously an AE presenting and and you coming in. But I also feel that that always pushes us into being demo monkeys also as well, where we come in at certain parts. So it's very much like a a joint approach um, from our perspective. I feel that's definitely like a topic we could uh, fill an entire podcast with. So definitely something we could uh, talk a bit more as well next time in our future podcast. Uh, Thanks very much, Lorna, Sarah and, and Luke. And we'll see you all for next uh, podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.